0: there a doctor in the house? Doctor,
1: doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you.
0: Doctor, 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 and doctor.
1: It's time for Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Rashid Batar.
0: I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. <laughs>
1: The doctor is in. Yes, it's official. Advanced Medicine Monday, springtime. Hey, Dr. Batar, we had a listener that was really upset with us last week, and I told him they should be upset with you, not me. Do you know know about this? No. No? Well, the the April Fool joke that you played. And, and, And we only let it out for like 30 seconds, and he says that 30 seconds was the worst 30 seconds of almost his whole life. (laughs) Are you serious? Yeah, he was. I mean, he he was joking about it, but he he, honestly he said my heart just you know just stopped. It's like you know how it is. People are so excited to hear us get together each week, and sometimes when you pull the rug out from under them, like you did with that little April Fool thing right before we went on the air, I didn't know we were going to do it. Wow! And it's like, no, don't take it away.
0: Well, I bet if we'd
1: done that with uh, Ty Shaw, there would have been a lot of people that have been relieved. <laughs> they, they, they would have been <laughs> cheery. Hooray! No, boo! <laughs> oh, Ty's, Ty's going to love on you on Wednesday for that one. Oh, I'm sure he is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, but but this is serious. This, this almost sounds like um, an April Fool joke. Here we are already a week plus into April. And this story is stunning, and I covered it briefly yesterday on the Robert Scott Bell Show Sunday version. Here we are on Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Bittar. Now, listen to this. Feds raid indoor gardeners. Basically, now, there's a case out there in the heartland in, where is this, in Missouri somewhere, Kansas City, a suburb. There's a family of four, two kids, my husband and wife. They decided to start growing their own food, and they decided to try some indoor kind of hydroponic type stuff to grow organically, tomatoes and different things to eat, and and squash plants as well. And suddenly the feds and local sheriff's deputies raided the home simply because they had purchased things for growing indoors. I mean, this is you can't make this stuff up.
0: No, uh, that's unbelievable. Were they thinking it was marijuana or something illegal that they were growing, or what was the reason? I mean, that's just...
1: Well, it's yeah, the, the, the only thing you can figure here is that, yes, indeed, the suspicion was not based on anything real, but the suspicion, oh, were these people growing marijuana? Evidently, they're not even using medical cannabis for legitimate or any reason. And yet there was no warrants, evidently, and all under the guise of the war on drugs, which is clearly a war on our food in reality, because now if you're, Held in suspicion by the government, state, federal, and local authorities simply for growing food and growing indoors as we maybe want to protect it from the outside environment as we see things like chemtrails, which I've witnessed most recently. This is something that is a stunning elevation of this war on drugs.
0: What did they do? Did they drop the charges after they found there was nothing there? They're still trying to pursue it.
1: Well, they're trying to sweep it under the rugs because clearly it was an absolute atrocity. Based on no legitimate information, they found nothing but tomatoes and squash. And what are they going to do? Tell, tell you you can't, you know, there's there's lycopene in tomatoes, therefore it's an unregulated drug?
0: Unbelievable. Hmm. Yeah. Well, by that criteria, I should be rated every day because I told you about our our first batch of cheese that we made a couple of weeks ago from uh, a to Milk that's comes from our cows that are fed non-GMO grains, which we have to get from one state away because there is no non-GMO grain in North Carolina and fed organic grass, um, no no synthetics. So the cows are not only A2A2, not only is it raw milk that we Mm -hmm. use to make the cheese. Of course, we're doing it, you know, consuming it ourselves, but it's just absolutely delicious. But based on that, criteria that you just gave me i guess we should be rated constantly maybe maybe because we have the cows outside it doesn't meet their qual their qualifications yeah exactly
1: there. you're not growing the cows indoors so we don't suspect anything untoward but just to let everybody know officially so dr Batar is not rated no they're not smoking the milk it's raw raw i tell you
0: <laughs> <clears throat> they probably a little hesitant with all the dogs i've got over
1: here Yeah, I'm thinking, though, they're actually pretty much cowardly. I mean, think about this. Taking AR-15s or or whatever weapons that they had drawn on this family. You know, they have kids here. And they're like, listen, these people are so far from any mechanism of selling illicit drugs or even growing cannabis. Not that we're opposed to that because we know of the legitimate medicinal uses. But, I mean, it wasn't even like, oh, this is a crack house we know we're going into. Well, you know, it's
0: interesting, Robert. Last night... I was watching a video online, and it was talking about how so many law enforcement and so many prior soldiers and people that are currently with the military are understanding what's going on, the violations of the Constitution, the slow but steady erosion of the Second Amendment
1: Yes, the Second Amendment. That's right, Dr. Batar. That thing that uh, the government grants us. Wait, no, no, the government doesn't grant us that. It's just, it was written there to protect us from government taking our right to, to self-defense or our means to self-defense in terms of even guns or firearms.
0: Well, that's exactly right. And the thing is most interesting right now is this video that I was watching was talking about how more and more law enforcement, more and more sheriffs, in, in specific counties are now understanding that they are being expected to enforce violation of the Constitution and there are more people that are starting to see the light that are within the law enforcement within the military itself and apparently, according to this video, they are now doing certain testing at West Point, for example, And anybody who talks about supporting the Constitution is labeled as a potential terrorist, and they're Mm -hmm. being, um, pursued or or not pursued, but, you know, they're being segregated out and being identified as being potential loose cannons. It's really interesting that when we start looking at even the promotion criteria now that's being used in the military, reportedly, one of the questions that for a potential Promotion for for our officer in the military who's potentially being promoted. One of the questions that they're being asked now is if they would open fire on an American citizen, and that's being used as some type of a filter to decide who will get promoted and who will not get promoted. So, in other words, they are preparing for a civil war. They are preparing and making sure that the people that are going to be in positions of authority, positions of rank, are those that don't have any hesitation to fire upon another fellow American citizen, and also are not vested with the Constitution or vested in the concept of the Constitution or vested in the concept of inalienable rights, etc., etc. In other words, they're trying to find those people that will follow their master Mm -hmm. without any question. And it's, it's becoming almost... It's reaching a crescendo, a crescendo to the point mm-hmm. that more people are – I'm sorry. Other, you know well, I mean?
1: Dr. Batar, in other words, what I gather you're saying is that rather than looking for soldiers that follow the Constitution, which is the oath that you're you know, swearing to uphold, protect, and defend, they're looking for soldiers already in autoimmunity. In other words, those are willing to abandon and or attack it and the people. I mean, literally, if that's a criterion for advancement in the military, what does that tell you about where our military has degraded? Where is? I mean, it is not about our immune system anymore, the immune system of the nation. If they're saying, look, we want to make sure before we pump you up here and give you a better grade that you're willing to shoot on your own people.
0: Yeah, it's actually very interesting that the model is following the pharmaceutical model, if you think about it. You're coming in with things that just don't work and you're coming in with uh, or trying to overpower a system uh, basically in violation of every physiological law or in this case, um, you know, precedent set by God, whether it's physiology or in, in the concept of freedom, either way, it's violating what the what the creator meant and what was designed. It's going against the design, and by definition, when you go against the design, you're going to fail, and that's exactly what's happening. And in this video, the, the person who's doing the video says that this is actually a last-ditch effort, as you and I, Robert, have indicated before on the air during some of the previous shows, but what was really interesting was he said that this last-ditch effort, where they're trying to create this concept in law enforcement and in the military uh, communities that, you know, you, you will fire upon an American citizen, or will you fire upon an American citizen, more and more of that group of people, law enforcement and military, are starting to see that what they are being asked to do is in direct violation of the very oath that they took to protect the U.S. Constitution. And so it's backfiring on the hierarchy because they are trying to use this as a way to promote those ahead that will say that they don't support the Constitution indirectly, of course. But people are seeing through it, and it's backfiring on them. The author of the video says that it's happening in such a huge, huge way now that even the mainstream media that is not giving any light to this are having to start to address some of these things, which I didn't really know about any of this till uh, recently on one of the shows that one of my friends had seen. I don't even remember what show it was, but it was one of the main, mainstream uh, news channels that had seen this criteria that was being used for promotion in the military. So I think that, all in all, it's a good thing because their very absurdness and their very arrogance of yes. creating this type of precedent it's backfiring because those that group that they want to try to um, weed out is essentially by weeding by trying to weed it out, they're actually accentuating their inadequacy and in what they're doing wrong and highlighting why everybody in that community, in the military and in the law enforcement community, should actually rally against those that are hmm. setting up these precedences.
1: Well, as, as we've said here, their desperation is showing. And as they have to make stronger, overt moves, they're losing the people that were formerly in their uh, in their grasp, we should say, even with the issue of Obama, particularly signing what's been called the Monsanto Protection Act. Many of his folks on the left side of the political persuasion are now saying, wait a second, this guy really isn't much different than that which preceded him and of course the abandonment of principle the abandonment of the constitution the sheriffs that are up there saying we we stand for the constitution now they're putting up warnings to say look out for sheriffs who actually believe in the constitution as well
0: in fact robert i think that now everybody is understanding that not only is he well he actually is different he's worse than everybody had could have ever thought Everybody thought he was going to be the change. Well, it was a change. Unfortunately, it wasn't a change for the good. It was a change for the worse.
1: Well, and I think he even surprised your brother Shahid by, 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 uh, turning as he did because his rhetoric was one thing, but what he's done in office is absolutely the opposite.
0: That's exactly right. And in, uh, in some circles, they, they're they already referring to him as the Antichrist.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, and your brothers is uh, with the, the Bill of Rights Defense Committee, another group uh, that uh, we we really love and appreciate, along with the Tenth Amendment Center, uh, dot org. But uh, we're on with Dr. Batar as we are every Monday kicking in the week. And, of course, for all of those who had you know their hearts skip a beat last week when Dr. Batar played the April Fool's joke, I'm going to say, it wasn't my fault. I didn't do it. No, I'm just teasing. But uh, no, we're here. We're back. And uh, this message is growing around the world as we bring the power to heal back to you. Remember, the nine steps to keep the doctor away as I'm out there lecturing around wherever I go, whether it's an advanced medicine seminar with Dr. Bittar or whether I'm out on my own doing some things, that book is going with me and people are learning about it and loving it. And uh, we're going to be talking more about what's in it as well today as we bring that power back to you. We'll be right back.
0: bureaucrats and corporations that would stand in the way of health freedom. Here's Robert.
1: Continuing now with Advanced Medicine Monday. Check out all of the links, including links to medicalrewind.com. If you ever miss a show, that's one of the great and easiest places to access, access the over 100 plus hours of Advanced Medicine Mondays now, going way back, and none of them have expired yet. They won't expire because the information is that good. Dr. Bittar. Always, always a pleasure to be with you. As you know, we have a good time.
0: It's always a pleasure to be with you, too, Robert. We do have a good time, and it's, it's an opportunity to recharge the old batteries.
1: Yeah, and even when we have to cover these stories that are not so pleasant, like what we talked about, the the violations of Second Amendment, we, we've got word that Rand Paul and other Republican senators plan to filibuster this so-called gun legislation, gun grab, coming out of the Senate. Uh, You know, and I met, interestingly enough, on one of my lectures that I gave up in New Jersey, actually in Princeton, New Jersey, of all places. One of the guys was a very nice guy, very much into health freedom and stuff, but kind of has a black hole spot or something that doesn't connect when it comes to issues of guns. He hates guns. He he wants to see them controlled and taken away. I'm thinking, dude, you know, every time government has had a monopoly on the use of force with guns, it's been genocidal and democidal.
0: In fact, there was a very interesting book that one of my brothers lent me to read, and I think you and I have even talked about this off the air, but the first thing that a government must do if they are going to take over the people is you have to first disarm them, and that's exactly what's happening. And in fact, during World War II, that's before World War II, before the outbreak of World War II, the time period between World War One and World War Two, that's apparently what Hitler did. He set in place certain
1: well exactly they slowly and steadily eroded the right to keep and bear arms for self defense of any kind and so they they kind of one step at a time incrementally said okay this time this group doesn't get it this group doesn't get it and of course last week was just revealed remember the 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 theater the batman shooter talking uh, you know we predicted right away that he was on some form of MS, ssri drug and in fact it was confirmed now that he was on an ssri and another a psychiatric drug and so now they can look at you as we've talked about too. kids being diagnosed with adhd and then put on ritalin and in their history their medical history will become common knowledge to the government because they've already opened this from the standpoint of gun control and said so now we're going to make you ineligible as you become an adult to to, to have keep uh, you know keep and bear arms. So we see that medically they've encroached on it, that the medical system and those within it that are licensed have become licensed representatives of the state and state power.
0: Exactly, Robert. It's not just with the weapons or with the drugs. They're also not trying to do it with our food, which is obviously what we opened with. Yes, They're doing it with by trying to dumb down the population, which is part of the drugs, part of the vaccines. They're trying to maim individuals emotionally, financially, nutritionally, and you know, now the personal protection aspect, the, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs that we've discussed before where a person has a need to communicate and need to uh, reproduce and need to, you know, shelter some basic things. All the basics are trying to be eliminated. You know, the housing crisis, and this is worldwide with the finances, making people go homeless. You've got food that lacks nutrition. Then if that's not enough, then you take food and you alter it and you irradiate it and, and genetically modify it and pasteurize it and homogenize it and do whatever else ungodly things to it. And then if that's not enough, then you introduce other foreign DNA adducts into the system mm-hmm. with the vaccine. and you sh- basically slowly erode the individual down. And, you know, I'm not one of those conspiracy theorists or realists or, you know, <laughs> we've talked about that as a conspiracy reality, not a conspiracy theory, but... Yes. If one understands what's happening and one opens their eyes and looks at this from a completely objective perspective, you have to be really one taco short of a combination platter to not start <laughs> to think that there's got to be some kind of pattern to this because these type of things don't just happen, mm-hmm. you know, in an in a, in a uncoordinated effort. I mean, everything from the chemtrails, every one of these things, basic things, people. Being graded for growing tomatoes inside their houses, or laws being passed you can't uh, have, you can't grow certain things, or you you can't grow farm, farmers' rights to grow certain things are being taken away. I think about a year and a half ago, we talked about one of the rights of uh, there was a bill that was passed to prevent the right for a farmer to have his son or his daughter work on the farm.
1: Oh, yes, that's right, them. prohibiting your kids to be able to work with you, as has happened for generations to generations. Suddenly, oh, my gosh, you might harm the child. And you know, My argument in every lecture now is if your, your, your kids are not learning how to work in the, with the land and the soil, that, to me, is a form of abuse that's going to net them a disaster as they become adults completely removed from the land.
0: That's exactly right. And, and the fact that there are efforts that are to prevent people from being able to communicate with nature and communicate with the land and to grow their own food. I mean, that's something sinister. I, I don't understand what other motive could somebody have. Is it okay to allow a doctor to, against the will of a parent, inject a child with four different vaccines and then the regulatory board say, oh, that's okay, but it's not okay for you to allow your child to work on a farm and learn about basic principles of, sustainability and self-reliance. I mean, mm-hmm. you condone a heinous act of criminality against another human being, but a basic fundamental right to be able to learn how to grow your own food, you're prevented from doing that.
1: It is amazing. And you mentioned last segment about the training or let's say that the screening of potential uh, people to excel in the military now, will they shoot on their own people and I've also argued, and I think I did this in one of the advanced medicine seminars, I likened our Pentagon and our foreign policy to be one rooted and based on the misunderstandings of Louis Pasteur's germ theory. This idea that, well, at any moment in time, a microbe could come up and just eat you and kill you. So you have the perfect right to destroy them first, kill them before they kill you, which is how our foreign policy works disregarding completely the reality of life itself, that there is a law of the terrain or the milieu or the environment that determines what grows there. And that if you alter the terrain, even though if there's an aberrant bug, occasionally it's taken care of by the environment and it could never manifest to harm you.
0: And never mind the fact that humans have been on this planet, no matter what you believe from a religious basis or evolutionary basis, at least for 20, 30,000 years um possibly hundreds of millions of years, and the discovery of the bacteria is relatively
1: only in the last few months. (laughs) Yeah, relatively speaking, that's right. Yeah, if we look at the time frame, and of course I don't have a definitive on it, but yeah, relatively speaking, the last few months we've just discovered bugs, right? How did we survive without that discovery, and now that we know that they're there, of course, the profitability is in eradicating the bugs, despite the fact that with the pharmaceutical eradication techniques, they're developing what they call superbugs. But thankfully, right. thankfully, they're not super to the kind of things that we do to eradicate and reduce microbial burden.
0: Well, all facetiousness aside, if you look at when Lewin-Hook discovered the microscope and when the first bacteria was seen or the first microscopic organism was seen, which was, I don't remember now my biology history, but maybe 300, 250 years ago, sometime in the 1700s, 1800s. But before that, the theory of spontaneous generation was what was the popular thought process where they just thought that you leave meat out and spontaneously uh, bacteria would grow and maggots would form and flies would come out of it. They didn't realize that there was microscopic organisms that were being... Um, You know, spread all over the place. And so, anyway, after Nunhook discovered the microscope and then bacteria was discovered, then and only then did we start to deal with these so called microbes that are, that need to be consumed or eradicated before they eradicate us. But all prior to that, humans have evolved and survived. And now, all of a sudden, it's become incumbent upon the current government of the United States and the current world powers that we must be inoculated and prevented from all these diseases because human life can be, um, can, can with a blink of an eye, vanish, or we can become extinct, so we have to take all these inoculations and take all these drugs. I mean, look at what's happening. There's more disease today than there ever was 50 or 75 years ago. Look at autism, which had an instance of 1 out of 10,000 children in 1991 before the advent of the um the uh, eradication of childhood diseases with the bill that was passed or the law that was passed or the agenda that was passed called the national vaccine initiative. And now you look at the incidence of autism, which is less than one in a hundred children have autism, depending on which states, depending on which subpopulation, one in 57 to one in 70 children now have autism. There's no such thing as a genetic em- epidemic in 12 years right? or 22 years. Um, you know, in 10 years after this from 1991 to 2001, the incidence of autism had just skyrocketed and literally a vertical, if you looked at it on the graph, it was a, like a vertical ascension. So, uh, you know, and then you look at things like cancer, which used to be um, the number two killer in cardiovascular disease, which used to be the number one killer, which had those numbers are not flipped. And all the money that's thrown at it and all the research that's done and all these different things, and yet people are still dying in higher and higher numbers. It's all because of the industrial component that we've now put into into play and thinking that we know better than the creator what we
1: need yeah well and, uh, look dr batar even the rats are looking up at us humans going what are you guys idiots you can't figure yeah, this out exactly.
0: yeah that's true i mean we even use rat poison that we used to kill rats in our clinical practice of medicine
1: mm-hmm.
0: did is rat poison
1: man it's it's yep. embarrassing i you know i love what i get to sh- you know show off your book out in my lectures and i say because the title is so great. How do you keep the basically, you know, nine steps to keep the doctor away? I'm like, and he's a doctor. He knows. It's dangerous. Run. You know, so they love it. They get a kick out of it. But it really is very serious. And, you know, why why we get along so well, if everybody hasn't figured it out yet. I mean, we have uh, this, this shared perspective on, on life that we want you to have the power to heal. And, and it isn't what we want. It's just it's the truth. We're just going, hey, remember, here it is. Look at it. Oh, yeah, you can do this.
0: It's amazing how many times, Robert, just in every conversation when I'm talking with patients or I'm talking to other people, that power to heal is yours comes out. I, I'm not even consciously saying it, <laughs> and I'm not one to take you know, colloquial phrases and incorporate them within my own vocabulary, but it is what this is all about. The power to heal right. is the innate enab- right of every human being. I've even talked to you about uh, with a patient of mine, the cancer mm-hmm. patient, whose husband, we were talking about the power, mm-hmm. the ability, and I said, I said, tell me, why is it that not everybody can do what I just did, which I demonstrated to him? And, you know, we had my nurse in the Robin, you remember that story? Yes. And uh, I asked him why, you know, now tell me, why can't everybody else do it? And he thought for a second, he goes, because they don't believe that they can. I said, that's exactly right, because everybody does have the ability to do it. They just don't believe that they have the ability. And I think part and parcel of our role is to make sure that people do recognize that they do have that ability, that every human being, by definition, has that ability.
1: Yeah, as opposed to the hypnotos, hypnotist that say you are getting sleepy. No, you are getting very awake. The power to heal is yours. We're going to be right back with Dr. Vittar at his Advanced Medicine Monday on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Check out all the links up there. They're ready for you. We'll be right back. The Robert
0: Scott Bell Show. Information is so good, it requires no expiration date. The Robert Scott Bell Show.
1: You know, the difference between uh, what I believe we're doing here, uh, Dr. Bitar, and that which is the old media, the mainstream media, polluted, toxic, pharmaceutically conflicted media, the, the information that they cover, even when they cover, sometimes we'll cover the same story that they will. Of course, we'll do it in a completely different way. Our goal, quite honestly and overtly, it's not hidden, is to help you see through it, so that you're not living in fear, you're not, uh, let's say, dependent upon their priestcraft in the Church of Biological Mysticism to get you out of the problem. Here we are revealing all the backstories behind the scenes, whether it be in medicine or other arenas of life, so that you can navigate it and not be subject to some form of slavery.
0: And that's exactly what people need to be aware of, that they don't have to be subject, subjugated to that, and yet this video that I saw, it was so interesting the way they put everything. They talked about how our educational system, our news, our media, how we are programmed to accept that a individual who is wearing a badge has the authority to arrest anybody, regardless of whether the person with the badge is doing the right thing or the wrong thing, and that the person who is being arrested for whatever... Uh, it's programmed to not resist. And so over decades this propaganda and this brainwashing, this hypnosis that is taking place programs our minds to not question authority. Hmm. And obviously that's present company excluded because I think <laughs> we do and have continued to question authority. But the point is that the the masses are, as you affectionately refer to them, programmed to become sheeples. Mm-hmm. And there was a video that somebody had sent me. It was a pretty intense video where they showed this guy that's on a soccer field. He runs across a soccer field somewhere in Europe and has a sign or something. And Of course, it disrupted the game, and the crowd was going wild, and you see three or four cops chase this guy down in the middle of the field and knock him on the ground, and they'd show them, you know, restraining him. And so the crowd is, you know, laughing, and is going great. And they show the cops... Handling this guy, but then the the video cam you know that puts the puts what's going on in the field is zoomed in on him so that everybody can see it. And unbeknownst to the four police officers that are holding this guy down, this camera is zoomed in on him, and you see the guy un- restrained now. Okay, he's immobilized. He's on the ground, and you see one of the co- guys, one of the cops, take his baton and hit the guy, a restrained person, and then he hits him three more times, and then he starts to continuously jab this guy. And the crowd erupts, and you see a soccer player come running across, and he kicks one of the cops. And then the cops stand up, and then all of a sudden another five, seven people, and then the crowd descends upon those police officers, and they take off running. And one of them gets the living, you know, the be- you know be out, out of them, but
1: Well, I mean, isn't, be- it, isn't that it, what's so, so unusual about that is that normally – the frenzy when you're in groups is to do the the opposite of what the, well it, you would support the cops beating up the so-called bad guy. What did he do? He ran on on the field with a thing and disrupted a game. But in this case, the opposite was true. The people were disgusted by seeing the authoritarians, the authorities kicking on some some guy in this way.
0: Exactly, and the and the conclusion of the video was that you know this is the region that they are 1.6 billion rounds of hollow point ammunition that have been placed. Uh, on order by the government, by homeland security, not by the military, but by homeland security. And that's why they're buying armored personnel carriers and tanks, because they're preparing for a civil war against their own people. And, you know, you could sit here and think, and I thought this the same way. Ah, come on now, you know, that's not going to happen. But why else would you be buying more rounds of ammunition than is required to sustain a war against Afghanistan and Iran combined for 20
1: years. Yeah, yeah, that, you have to step up and, and look at this so that that's the reality. It's not a nice one to look at, but enough of us wake up and see it, then it becomes impossible for them to conduct such a war. Now, there's another contagion I wanted to talk to you about, Dr. Batar, because, you know, all these contagions frighten people. But this one's actually really quite good. <laughs> you will never believe what has become contagious The media, the mainstream media, they've lost the messaging. They can't control it anymore. Twitter posts with anti-vaccine sentiments are contagious. And and guess what isn't? The positive vaccine tweets are not. In other words, even if they say a pro-vaccine message by Twitter, it elicits massive amounts of negative vaccine tweets. So they're absolutely desperate. They don't know what to do here, Dr. Batar. This is a
0: proof-positive we've been talking about that the population is awakening and the universal consciousness is increasing at an exponential rate that can't be denied anymore. And this is, you know, proof of what we've talked about. And this happens, I bet you, in many other arenas besides anti-vaccine, I bet you you would probably get the same type of thing if you talk about GMO foods. Mm -hmm. Uh, Non-GMO, I think we recently heard about Whole Foods, and how popular Whole Foods has been, and then their determination that they were going to require labeling of food by, I don't remember which, what did you say—two thousand 2018 2018,
1: yeah. It's going to take them five years to tell all their suppliers that they have to label uh, th- their food. What a, uh, a sad joke.
0: And this is, I'm sure, something that I would have never thought a couple of years ago would you know, garner a lot of uh, response from Twitter and Facebook and a lot of this other social media, but... On our Facebook page, one of my staff members posted this, and it's been just crazy how much uh, traffic we've gotten over that particular component. So many people mm-hmm. talk about boycotting Whole Foods because they're obviously uh, hypocrites, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the point is you could probably look at many other arenas like that. If you talk about trust the banking industry to or the financial industry to – watch over and safeguard your retirement, I'm pretty sure you would get the same type of response. No matter whether it's a pro or negative, mm-hmm. there would be a lot of chatter about how absurd and how inadequate the government's been and the, you know, the financial model's been at safeguarding your retirements. So, again, that consciousness is increasing, and no matter how the hierarchy wants to try to control the message and control the dissemination of this information, they can't. I think that's one of the reasons they're vying constantly for, to get the control of the Internet, yes. because they're trying to prevent the dissemination of true information.
1: Well, that's it. They're going to try to come up with a Twitter vaccine to keep you from tweeting negative things about vaccines, because this is a Penn State study, by the way. And they saw that, of course, if there was an anti-vaccine post on a Twitter feed, it, then a lot of other anti-vaccine posts came out. But what was weirder for them is that, well, when a positive vaccine tweet happened, It had the opposite effect. In other words, more negative XC tweets started uh, pouncing from the uh, positive XC. So literally, as I said, they've lost control of the flow of information and less people than ever are falling for the Brian Williams of the world in the mainstream news, even though they had a pretty powerful psyop last week. I saw on on the news playing out this whole idea that we must help people with mental illness because it's genetic. And the only thing we can do is give them drugs.
0: Yeah, and it's actually done something else. It's making them realize that they have to take their actions to a more extreme level, and even then, they have to if they're if they've got one foot even grounded in reality, they have to know that they are losing at such an exponential rate right now that the the game's up. You know, no, nobody is buying into the BS anymore. Uh, One of the favorite things that I like to say, Robert, is 20 years ago, if you said, if a person heard the words, trust your doctor, most people would. Today, if you said trust your doctor, virtually everybody will laugh at your face openly without any without any hesitation you know people just don't trust their doctors they don't trust their bankers they don't trust their doctors they don't trust their
1: government right well new new statement should be drug your doctor before he drugs you no no we don't even want to do that we want to get it <laughs> get everybody off of the drugs here hey listen this is advanced medicine monday version of the robert scott bell show every monday we kick it off in high style here with Dr. Rashi Bittar, author of the international bestseller, The Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away. And listen, you wanted to send off a positive tweet cascade? Tweet about Advanced Medicine Monday. And we'll be back to wrap it up after this. Robert Scott Bell.
0: Taking on bureaucrats and corporations that would stand in the way of health freedom. Here's Robert.
1: Remember, after each show, we uh, embed the links to the archives so you never have to miss it. You can spread that word around the planet as this message of healing goes around the planet with Doctor Batar. And of course, uh, we like to sometimes visit your clinic. I, I mean, I'd love to visit it in person. I'm hoping we can do that this summer. But the reality is, people want to hear about the stories coming out of it. Those that you can share, Doctor Batar, and One of the aspects that we've covered that has been very profound and hit people emotionally and rightfully so is going beyond just physiological solutions, if you will, or reversals of cancer, which are important. But how important have we discussed, and you've shared some stories in the past, about the emotional link to, let's say, the creation of the cancer or getting out of it?
0: Well, Robert, very, very interesting that you would bring this up because there was a unique case that happened last week, and it's not actually unique in the sense that the actual occurrences, but the uniqueness of it was the intensity of, uh, as to how it occurred, and, uh, and then the family member of the patient, at the end of the visit, I realized, or she told me that she was herself a therapist, and she knew exactly what I was doing, which I had no idea she was a therapist. Um, it's very, very interesting how it all evolved, but basically this woman came in, a big fan of mine apparently, has read my books, has watched the DVDs, has been following me for years, uh, came in from Tennessee, Her, she has a family member that lives in South Carolina only about an hour away, so she came to stay with her son while she started getting her uh, papers in order and, and medical history and all the other things that she needed to be able to come to see us. Anyway, while I'm talking to a very nice lady, uh, I can tell, you know, she's just, so excited to be there and so appreciative etc etc but for whatever reason I could feel a block and it's somewhat of a dichotomy when you have somebody that really you can tell is a big fan of yours and yet there's a block where I couldn't feel like I was connecting with her in other words I felt like I was connecting with her but I felt like there was something missing there wasn't the connection wasn't being made,
1: despite. Well, when you say that desires, you, you had a feeling about it, I mean, was it like a, one of those gut feelings, classic, or was there another semblance in your body, your physiology, just saying it, or something you observed?
0: No, it was it was kind of a, a gut feeling um, okay. because the observation to everybody else was that she was so excited to be there; she wanted to be there. Um, you know, we, we it was a very very good from a chemistry standpoint connection. And She was probably, I guess, she's probably in her late sixties maybe early 70s, but the connection was there for every for, from every indication, the connection was there, but there was something that just wasn't fitting. It's kind of like trying to, you know where the plug is, and you've got the plug in your hand, and you kind of push the plug in, and yet it's not quite fitting in there. You know what, like you struggle sometimes at nighttime, and you know it's there, and That no, that's a very,
1: very apt description. Very, I love the way you were able to bring that. But I think people can feel and sense that something's just not connecting. So how do you act on that? How do you bring that up in in terms of a patient to get past it to make the link?
0: Well, I'll share a little uh, secret with you on the air. Uh, I never know how to react. I just follow the instinct, and it's always right, and it always works. But Mm -hmm. I never—I mean, I couldn't tell you if there's a game plan or there's a rationale or a thought process. It just. It just happened. So I'm sitting there talking to this lady, and I can feel this. And I make a statement that she needs to let go. And she looks at me, and that was a turning point. And from that point for the next 20 minutes, pressures got built up. There was was aggression and hostility. And, you know, I was trying not to – it was like a very significant change of events. And I couldn't understand her voice raised up. And so I'm looking at her daughter-in-law that's with her, and she's very calm. And uh, she started using certain words that just didn't make any sense. For instance, I said, well, you know, I think you're being hostile and I'm not trying to be hostile here. And she said, well, she made a comment. I said, well, your your daughter-in-law is not not doing that. She goes, well, she's not dying. I'm dying. And I said, well, if you're dying, then what are you doing here? She just said, I was hoping to get some help from you. And I said, "But." if you think you're dying, then right there you you know you you've already accepted defeat, and you have to understand the power of the word is so strong. You can't talk about you're dying. You have to talk about you're living. And again, you, you know the build a successful life, the advanced seminars, all the stuff that we've talked about, all the stuff that we talked about when we were on the road of seminars. All this is kind of coming, and it's. And it's I'm hoping that's going to become a positive thing, and yet it seems like it's falling apart. Mm-hmm. And then she says. I was married for 37 years and every single day of my life, I was beaten like a dog. I was told I was worthless. And then when I get this cancer, the doctors tell me the reason I get this cancer is because it's my fault. And she's going through all these different things and she, and she basically culminated with that. Now I'm here and you're saying that, you know, it's my fault that I have to, you know, do something. And I'm, I'm a little bit uh, taken back because I never said anything was her fault. Wow. So I looked at her daughter-in-law and that's when her daughter-in-law told me she was a therapist. And she said, Dr. Batari would really help if you say X, Y, Z, which was, this is not your fault because what she's hearing, she goes, I know exactly what you're saying and you're absolutely right. But what she's hearing, mm-hmm. she's in defensive mode. She's in star down mode. She, you know, isn't registering what you're trying to do, but she did register what I was trying to do, which I was trying to tell her that, look, when you have an abscess, her, in fact, her son's a doctor. And so I was telling her, you know, well, how do you drain an abscess? How do you get rid of an abscess? And she says, it's, it's difficult. And I said, well, if you give antibiotics, you give salts, this, that, the other, Can you get rid of it. She said, no. And I said, that's what the only way to get rid of an abscess. She said, to drain it. I said, that's exactly right. So I want you to drain it. I want you to let all this out. I want you to forgive, you know, this SOB that did this to you. And she said, I know it's not Christian-like of me, blah, 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 but there's no way I can do that. Uh-huh. And I said, you don't have the luxury of deciding if you can do that or not. You have to do that. You have to let that go, not because he deserves it, but because you deserve it. Wow. And so, you know, we're going down this line and this sequence. And and then the daughter-in-law tells me how before she got married, before her mother-in-law got married, all the other traumas she went through. So she, she tells me that as a child, she was, you know, stripped down naked and beaten with a leather whip and, uh, you know, this all the atrocity she went through at the child, this woman's entire life, since the time that she can remember, was nothing but, but a verbal and physical abuse over and over again. And, you know, I had no idea about any of this history. I mean, I just see this lady that comes in with a very adamant and passionate desire for this type of treatment, understanding everything, eyes wide open, you know, stage four cancer, refusing chemo, radiation... And, and when I walked out of there, you know, everything was fine. She had tears in eyes. and she had wept. I told her this, you know, she said, I don't want this to come back up. And I said, you have to let it come back up because this is lancing the boil. This is, this is draining the draining, abscess. Draining, draining the abscess. Draining.
1: Exactly. Dr. And Ritchard, so, you know, I'm sorry, go ahead. This is so stunning that you're revealing this, not only from the gut instinct, and, and as you said, I, it's not a plan. It's not like I have A leads to B. You're literally in the moment. And that is when what I call spirit can speak, and we're able to listen, and then we respond accordingly. And here you're in a situation where a woman gets very angry and seemingly belligerent, and yet you're not giving that back to her. You're literally being that that healer in that moment, allowing this information to flow through. The let go set the stage for that, and you said it. She didn't have the luxury not to forgive that which abused her. And it isn't about that person deserving forgiveness. You said it. It's the person who was abused that has to let it go in order for the healing to occur.
0: Because they deserve it. They don't. Yes. They don't deserve yeah. having to carry that burden. Wow, and stunning. And, and, and her belligerence was—I could tell that. Obviously, you know, I, I didn't want to be on the other end of it, but I could also tell it was—it was defensive pain. It was. She was sure. coming from a place of a uh, anguish. It was a wound. And uh, and you're right. It's exactly that. When you allow, when you allow the opening. Uh, the conduit to open, it is God that speaks through it because mm. I, there's no way for me to have known that, and I certainly would never be mm. presumptuous enough to think that that was anything to do with me or off me. It certainly came from above it, as it always does. But what's interesting is that the transformation that that finished at, at the conclusion of it, and it did take longer. I mean, we were I was probably in there for about two hours, but she was very different. Mm. And I asked mm. the the daughter in law. I said, "Is there something different about?" your mother-in-law now, and she looked at her, and she said, yeah, she seems, um, she, she seems lighter, and I said, that's exactly right, she's lighter, and look at her face, and it looks like somebody ver- somebody verbally slapped her, because her face is ni- now nice and pink, and, you know, looks healthy, and she said, yeah, it does, and before, it was white, and, and pasty, and grayish,
1: looking. and, and, ash and, and so it,
0: And we didn't do any physical treatment. I mean, she didn't take Uh something. We didn't give her an IV. She was just sitting in the office. We was just uh, exchange. And so that emotional, psychological component, what I call the fifth toxicity and the seventh toxicity, in the seven toxicities I discuss in the book and in our philosophy, that fifth toxicity, the emotional, psychological, is so important. And I'm not even sure why, Robert we uh, came up with this particular oh, thing to talk this about a, this
1: is as this important issue. as anything we, we do these things and we don't plan for them and then they happen and we're out of time i will ask everybody to contemplate on this last segment go back and re-listen and you'll see how it will impact not only your life but others around you who may who may be suffering in this kind of pain and to recognize what it means to let go it's not to forgive the other as much as it is but it's to allow us to heal from these traumatic events that can even precipitate cancer dr batar amazing amazing hour again thank you for being here as always thank you robert well you've uh, proven <laughs> once again we bring up this fact that we we end it but we open it up for everybody because it's the god's honest truth that the power to heal is most definitely yours